My name is Emily McCormick, and this changed my life. What's this, you ask? Good question. You'll find the answer as you listen in. My friends and I dive into everything from faith to fashion, culture to coffee, purpose to parenting, leadership to love, and so much more. So settle in and let's learn and laugh together. Hi friends. Well, I am coming at you right now, not from a closet, but from a different state. I'm in California with my family and I went on a walk and this is my time to record. So you may hear some cars driving by, you may hear some birds in the background, but I wanted to talk to you today about words and how weighty and important words are. And I think we can all relate to this because in some way or another, we have had things said to us that have really been painful, or maybe on the other end, we've had things said to us that have really changed the trajectory of our life or of our identity or of our security or our confidence. And I just think you can never, ever, ever underestimate the power of words, your words and other words. And that could be written, a text, a post on Facebook or Instagram, an email. It's not just the things that you say, but it's also the things you write and the things you post. And there's two scriptures specifically. And again, if you aren't somebody who knows the Bible or reads the Bible, there's just so, such profound things in the book of Proverbs. I would encourage you to read it because I personally do believe that this entire book is true. It has changed my life in more ways than I will ever be able to recount. Um, and it's timeless. Its words are truly timeless. In Proverbs twelve eighteen, it says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And I think about that, and it says the words of the reckless. And I wouldn't consider myself a reckless person per se, but there are times where my words have been reckless, where I'm not pausing to think about the weight of my words, where I'm not thinking how this might affect someone specifically, my children, my spouse, the people closest to me. Um, but it says they pierce like swords. And I know there have been things that have stuck with me since I was little that hurt, that they really did pierce, that the person saying them probably didn't even intend to wound, but wounded me deeply. And it pierced me, but then it says the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now these are all talking about the things that are spoken, the things that are said. So we'll move on and I'll come back to that thought. The next one is Proverbs eighteen twenty one. The tongue can bring death or life. I mean, think about that. It's not a, a physical death or a life, but a spiritual, a mental, emotional death or a life of the things that can really kill someone's spirit or breathe life into someone's spirit. So let's talk about words. Like I said, it talks about the words are weapons. So there's words that bring death, that feel like a death or destroy or tear down. And I think about specifically, for me, I'm a parent and I think about my children. And I don't know if you're a parent or if you've experienced this before, but our, my words can be really threatening. They can tear down, even if I'm not a yeller, which I don't tend to be a yeller. I have my other flaws, but yelling is not, um, not my typical go-to, but like a sarcasm or almost an indifference of like, here's an example of my, my words being 
tearing down is like, fine, I don't care what you do. Where you're like, you're so frustrated by saying an answer and they aren't listening that you just say, I don't care, fine. That's not, that's saying to them, I don't care what you do and I don't care about the consequences and I don't care about actually discipling you in this moment and I don't care about putting in the effort right now to walk you through to obey and understand. So that's words that tear down or threats. If you don't do this, I'll do this. If you don't stop, I'll do this. Now, I think there is natural consequences and disciplines that need to be in place, but empty threats or threats to cause fear that's not that's not words that bring life. That is not words that bring kindness and goodness, the things that I want to bring as a parent. Or what about words towards your spouse? You always blank. You never blank. Um, the the those big words can be really frustrating. If you are on the other end of those, you're like, don't say always, don't say never. I I find I always regret those words when I when I know that my intent is not right. What about words about your friends when you are hurting and you then are maybe venting about someone else and you use words that are actually assumptions about someone. You're not giving the the benefit of the doubt. You're not showing grace. You're kind of filling in the gaps of a storyline that you don't know for sure is true. And that's that's lying. That's making assumptions. That's exaggeration, which is a form of lying. Um, Boasting, puffing yourself up, fibbing stories so you look better. Those are words that are not going to bring life and goodness, the type of person that you want to be. Those things will only end up um, void. They will make you feel worse because deep down, you know, you did not tell the truth. Gossip, slander, those are easy, obvious ones, but we know never bring fruit, never bring good things. Words about yourself. It's a weapon. You have a weapon that can harm yourself, tearing yourself down, thinking and saying things over yourself that are not the truth. Um, It's a weapon against yourself. So that verse says words uh, are like swords. They're, they're reckless. They pierce, they hurt, but the tongue of the wise brings healing, man. That is my hope and my prayer. I want to bring healing to others in this world, to myself, to others, to my children, to my spouse, to my community. Think about words that were spoken over you. Maybe when you were younger, maybe recently of encouragement speaking, not just like you're great, you're pretty, you're so smart, but like deep things where it it speaks to you on a different level of like, Hey, I see you. I see that when you listen to people, you're an active listener and you help people feel seen. Hey, I know that in those moments you wanted to react and you didn't, you, you had self-control. I saw that. I noticed that. Hey, as a mom, as a, as a dad, I saw that moment when you played with your kid and you didn't want to, you were exhausted and you still said, yes, I saw that. Those kinds of encouragement stick. I have things that are just sacred. I remember when my husband, before we were even dating and he spoke things over me and said things that he noticed about me that brought me to weeping because it wasn't just, you're great, you're pretty, you're fun. It was like deep things that honestly I had prayed to be that he noticed that other people had never noticed that were like character things that stuck with me profoundly. Those are the types of words that I want to use and I want to be remembered for. 
our words, here's the thing. One of my friends gave me this example that your words, think of a toothpaste bottle. Once you squeeze that toothpaste bottle out, you cannot get all that toothpaste back in the tube. They are out there. They are not going back in. It's sticky, it's wet, it's runny. You cannot stick them back in. That is how your words are. Once they are out, you cannot take them back. Now, by God's grace, there is forgiveness. There are second chances. Talk about that all the time with my children. When words go flying, there is grace there but you cannot take those words back. We just can't. And we, I want to be people who use their words to bless and encourage and lift up and point to truth and point to goodness um, on my social media, on this podcast, with my words to people, about people, towards my family, towards my children. And that is my prayer for you. So this is the prayer for our mouth and our words and over you and over me. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalms 141, 3. And for this Change My Life, I want to recommend Alyssa Bethke's new book called Satisfied. You guys, it's so good. It's one of those books where you really do feel like you're having a conversation with somebody, like you're in their living room, you're sharing about the things that are hard about this season of life or about motherhood or just finding contentment in life. And the the kind of title is Finding Hope, Joy, and Contentment Right Where You Are. And it really is that because here's the thing, seasons change and there's highs and lows and really challenging times and really exciting times in life. But if you don't have a contentment that is kind of this steadiness and something you can fall back on in being satisfied with something other than your circumstances, you can feel really um, kind of dry and empty. And she just shares really good personal stories where you can relate about finding joy and identity and hope and again, satisfaction in Christ. And it's beautiful. This book, um, yes, the way it's written and the stories, but it's so beautiful. The photos, the cover, it's one you would want on your coffee table. Um, Alyssa is the real deal. And this is such a good book. I just highly, highly recommend it. Go buy one for you, buy one for a friend, for your mom, for your mother-in-law, for your niece, for your grandma. It's so good. You will not, not, not regret it. And Alyssa, I love you. I'm so proud of you. You have worked so, so hard. You guys, Alyssa is the real deal. And I know you will love her book.